0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the channel. It is 5.51 a.m. East Coast time. It is Saturday, November 2nd. I hope you all are having a great start to your weekend. And today I'm going to cover the seven-game slate over on DraftKings as well as on Fantasy Draft. So before we get into it, my name is Sal Vetri. I do indeed cover daily fantasy sports in the NFL, NBA, WNBA, and the MLB streets. Before we break down this slate, if you get any value from this video throughout or you have in the past, if you could hit the subscribe button, it helps me grow a ton. We are approaching 15000 subscribers potentially by this time next week will be over 15,000 subscribers so thank you to each and every single one of you if you're interested in more exclusive content of mine both in the NBA and or the NFL right now with those two seasons in the swing of things for the NBA for this video I have my model and projections up on Patreon linked up down below as well as a ton I mean a ton of NFL content stuff going out every single day of the week over on Patreon you can check that out again it's linked up down below as well as now there's some free strategy guides linked up down below apparently there was a problem with them that problem should be resolved, uh, hopefully, by the time you click this in terms of getting those free strategy guides. And my uh, social media accounts are also linked up down below, Sal Vetri DFS on Twitter, Sal Vetri on Instagram and Facebook. Be sure to check that out. Should have an Instagram guy helping me out um, this month over there for November on the Instagramer. Get some things up over there. Start to build that a little bit more, um, produce more content, more beneficial content for everybody out there, of course. So those are all the things linked up down below. I will say that a shout out to Fantasy Draft. They want to sponsor some of these NBA videos, uh, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, I've been it's been a ton of fun partnering up with them for, I mean, not only my own money down on Fantasy Draft and playing over there and not having to get charged by the rake and already in the models not the models, really just basic Excel formulas where I just track my bankroll on Fantasy Draft. It's much easier to see when you have losing weeks. You don't lose nearly as much when um, you're getting what? 12 to 15% of your money still in your pocket, even in bad weeks, because yes, you only get charged a transaction fee. And if you buy one of their packages, if you play over $1,000, or maybe um, somewhere in the high hundreds of dollars a week, or more than that, you have to do a little bit of a package deal with Fantasy Draft on a monthly basis. But even that package deal is way less of a charge than what you're paying on, Fant- or on DraftKings and FanDuel. So, yes, I am very, uh, I would say, proud and happy to have Fantasy Draft as a sponsor. Linked up down below, we're going to have for NBA every single day um, in November, a listener league over on Fantasy Draft. They said what size we wanted to have it. I really don't know. It's just a judge and test, right? So, I think starting at cheap, $5, is something that a lot of people would enjoy getting into. I'll be in there, of course. I think we're going to cap it for today at 25 people. We'll see how that reaches. But linked up, um, if you're watching this at like 6 in the morning, if this video gets out early, the link might not be there yet, uh, but the link will be there once I get it from Fantasy Draft, I would imagine sometime um, around like 9 or 10 a.m. today. But the video, um, hopefully you could come back and see that. I'll have the link posted up on Patreon. But that's a big announcement. So for November, we will have a daily listener league in the NBA over on Fantasy Draft. We will have the salaries on these videos on Fantasy Draft. I'm very excited about that. Um, continue to partner with them. Continue to partner with a company that is trying to help everybody like in the industry. Um, the, the Rake is a is is why on DraftKings, you see these $300,000 prize pools for showdown slates. But it's also why only 18% of the field is winning on a lot of these slates in GPPs, whereas it's getting closer to 30% or a third of the field when you don't have rake on sites like Fantasy Draft. So long-winded way of saying uh, the link is down below to head over to Fantasy Draft to play in the Listener League. There'll also be a link down there if you just want to check out. I believe they have a nice pick and roll contest today, $25 buy-in. That said, if you're listening on the audio version of this podcast, please do hit the subscribe and download button. And if you leave a review with your Fantasy Draft handle, I will be announcing later today the winners of a free entry into tomorrow's Fantasy Draft NFL main event contest. So, I Appreciate it. Appreciate every single one of you. The reviews help the most. Subscribing helps a ton. So I know that's a lot of long-winded stuff at the beginning of this podcast episode and YouTube video, but let's get into it now. Injury report for this seven-game slate. Uh, lots of things to keep an eye on. Lots of questionable spots. Lots of doubtful spots. Don't really think we're going to have anybody returning from injury today. But at the top of this, Joel Embiid and Carl anthony Towns, two of the highest-priced centers on the slate. Honestly, it's interesting, but Andre Drummond, and probably rightfully so, is higher priced than both of them. Um, and I just imagine this is because of a factor of uh, assuming they are going to be out here. Carl anthony Towns at $9,900 on DraftKings and $18,200 on Fantasy Draft. If he was playing today at $9,900 versus Washington, um, that, that is a smash spot. So I'm assuming something they just didn't really care because they knew these guys would be out, but Embiid and Carl Anthony Towns are going to miss today. They have two game suspensions. I know Embiid does. I believe Towns does as well. They both have a two game suspension. But either way, they're both not playing today. Embiid being out is going to help Al Horford. Matisse Thybul is definitely going to get probably the start at center. Um, they have been playing him at center uh, over uh, Kylo Quinn in games, and also started the last time out. And then Tobias Harris. The interesting thing, thing here is Hassan Whiteside is questionable on the Portland side. Not to bury the lead when we get to those injuries. But Hassan Whiteside is questionable on the Portland side, and I'm going to factor this by team so he can just hit on all the team injuries at once. Um, so him being questionable on, on the Portland side is, and we'll hit on Philly all at once, that's going to even help if he somehow misses guys like Al Horford, who already have okay matchups, but even better of a matchup because uh, Hassan Whiteside's questionable. Zach Collins is out. We know Nurchitz is out. Pau Gasol's on this team, believe it or not. He hasn't played a minute, but he's out. Like they are really thin at center to the point we'll have to start, um, if I'm pronouncing it right, Skal Labasire. If it's on whites, I miss it. So, I mean, yes, the moral of the story is either way, it's a really good spot for Al Horford, who's somewhat priced up on this slate on both fantasy draft and DraftKings. We'll talk about that in the early interest. Really good spot for Tobias Harris, who sees his usage go up. Um, a guy like Ben Simmons, in theory, is a good spot with no Joel Embiid, but he's already priced up on both of these sites $8,700 on DraftKings well above the price point that I want to get to him over on uh, Fantasy Draft. So, Joel Embiid out for me. Suspension. It's going to help Al Horford the most. Another guy, Josh Richardson, is questionable with a toe injury, but they're expecting him to play, so I didn't really put any impact in terms of players because all the sentiment out of beat writers is that they expect him to play. It's just something of really he didn't practice on Thursday, but, I mean, yesterday he had a whole day off, and now today, for the majority of the day he has a chance to rehab so will barton getting to denver did not play last time his toe inflammation continues to be an issue we saw malik beasley's minutes spike to 28 we saw tory craig draw a start i think that's something that you'll continue to see Craig will be out there if needed a little bit more, um, and definitely more of a defensive-minded player where Beasley is just going to go out there and chuck his shot. Uh, both of them are very thin plays in terms of DraftKings, but if you're getting minutes out of these players, and it's really hard to project stable minutes out of these secondary players, even Monte saw a bump saw a bump in his last game, really hard to project stable minutes out of secondary Denver players. So Torrey Craig, Malik Beasley, guys who are impacted, not people who... Absolutely stand out for me on a seven-game slate. Blake Griffin, he's going to—well, hes he's not officially ruled out. They said that he'll be be missing through the first week of November, which is still this week. So I have him as doubtful, but expect him just to be out because there's no initial—or there's no— um, like actual tag yet on him being out instead of just at this early in the morning. It's right now doubtful. So Markeith Morris will continue to play and start. Christian Wood will continue to back up and Andre Drummond is the most expensive center on the slate as he probably should be against the Brooklyn Nets who once again this year, just like last year, continue to struggle against centers. The addition of DeAndre Jordan has not helped all that much. Obviously, Kevin Durant is going to be gone the entire year out there. There's not much out there banging around and scaring guys like DeAndre Drummond or Andre Drummond from just getting a rebound when it's really Jared Allen's on the court. And Torian Prince has been playing the four, who traditionally is probably more so a three and a three who stands out by the three point line like he was with the Hawks. I know he had a good game last night and he hit I think, six of 10 threes, which is exactly the game he wants to play. But he's not the type of player that's going to stand down below and really compete with Andre Drummond for rebounds or even Marquise Morris to that extent. Reggie Jackson staying in Detroit is out once again. This back injury continues to worsen, and now he's seeing another specialist. It's going to continue to help Derek Rose, whose price point is coming up almost to 6 k but still in the 5 k range at $5,900 on DraftKings. Uh, still at an affordable price over on Fantasy Draft as well. Tim Frazier will continue to start at a cheap price point. Luke Kennard will continue to see more opportunities. Going to Golden State, man, Draymond Green is the only soldier left, and now he's going to be on a minutes limit, they tell us, moving forward. So it makes sense, right? Um, just get Clay, Draymond. <laughs> and step back next year, start over, and maybe get a top five pick because you're going to be that bad, if not higher. Um, and then you can just rebuild the whole thing and hopefully get a, a really good uh, draft prospect coming up. But Draymond Green, minutes limit, and he has a serious chance of missing this game coming up because he wore a wrap on his finger last night. He had some sort of finger and lim- ligament issue. So I'm not expecting Draymond Green to play tonight. And honestly, it's just a mess after that. I mean, we already know Willie Cauley signs back. He saw his minutes go up from 12 to 17 in the last game. Maybe they continue to go up. We already know that Kevon Looney is also out with a hamstring injury, is not playing this whole home stand for um, Golden State. So if Draymond misses, it's just a mess. Like you have Eric Pascal, who's been starting at the 4, Glenn Robinson the 3rd who's been playing at the 2 and the 3, but has played at the 4 this season, might move back to the 4. Amari Spellman, who only played single digits in minutes in the last game, and Chris plays 19. It's just a mess everywhere. Um, there's really not pieces of this game that I want to be touching. If Draymond misses, like it's a ton of value, but the minutes are all over the place. I would say Pascal at the four is something that seems stable. Amari Spellman and Chris splitting the five minutes with Willie Cauley-Stein is probably the way that that one goes, and that doesn't really help anybody. If Willie Cauley-Stein sees 20 to 22 minutes at the four or at the five, and Spellman and Chris are splitting the remaining 26 at the five. Maybe they get a couple at the four. Those are not players that are good enough. And we also see Willie Colley-San priced up. He's, not, he's still not out of the 5K range on DraftKings, but he's still priced up. If those are players that are going to be remaining in that range, it's really tough to want to get to them. I get it. It's value. It seems like a spot on a seven-game slate. You want to jam it in. Maybe you get there, but a lot of it just looks disgusting right now in Golden State for me. This team is, um, if Draymond Green has to miss an extended period of time, it's without question the worst team in the league. It is without question, even with the Angela Russell there, um, your starting lineup without Draymond is something that, and this is just, they have a deep rotation, but it would be DeAndre Russell at the point. That's very meh. Like DeAndre Russell is a player who puts up points, but he shoots 30 times a game. Like he's very ineffective. He's very inefficient. Like a Russell Westbrook, I mean, he shot 24 attempts last night just to have a decent game, uh, but 9 of 24 is not really helping you, especially when you're shooting 20% from 3, right? He's going to have to shoot, rely on high volume, which ruins a lot of teams, especially when you have no other people who are going to be efficient to take that Back up like he did a little bit last year when Spencer Dinwiddie's on your team, Karis Levert to an extent is on your team. Uh, this year he's going to have to start with D'Angelo Russell, um, a guy like Jordan Poole at the two, a guy like Glenn Robinson the third at the three, Eric Pascal at the four, and potentially tonight Willie cauley Stein maybe starts at the five. If not, it's going to be like Marquise Chris. That is the worst starting five in the entire league, in my opinion. Um, just not great. Up next, Brandon Clark is going to be questionable for Memphis. We go to Memphis. He's questionable with a back injury. Jay Crowder would see a boost. Solomon Hill would actually see a boost. been seeing minutes the last two games. Um, Those are the main people. Carl Anthony Towns is out with the suspension in Minnesota. It's going to help Noah Vonley directly. Probably starts at center tonight. Very good matchup for him against Washington. Robert Covington and then Jordan Bell. We'll see. Jordan Bell or Noah Vonley should start. Uh, We'll see what happens here. Whoever starts, I'd project, obviously, for more minutes, but both of them are going to see a huge bump up. Robert in at the four will just see a huge usage spike. And then f- finishing that importantly, we already talked about Hassan Whiteside being questionable. He did not practice on Friday. They're already missing Collins. They're already missing Nurchitz. They're already missing Paul Gasol. Like, they are literally going to be down four centers if Hassan Whiteside misses, which at center, really, all they have left is Skal Labis- Labisire, if you want pronounce his name right going up against this Philly defense, even without Joel Embiid. Really not interesting to me. Mario Hazonia and Anthony Tolliver would see more minutes and usage at the four if Whiteside is out because some of their minutes would probably go to the five. Again, not a great spot. Al Horford is going to be guarding guys like Anthony Tolliver and Mario Hazonia. Not good. Uh, Matisse Thybul, who's been very productive on defense, like the drop off from Embiid to Thybul, there's definitely one there, uh, but Thybul has been very good. So I mean, these, these value centers on the slate right now, if indeed Hassan Whiteside goes out and the value centers that are going to be popping up in like Golden State, it, it, it's still disgusting. Like I've really Really don't want to be forcing that in right now. Zach Collins, $5,000 on DraftKings, $9,600 on Fantasy Draft. He's going to be out with the shoulder injury still. Same thing goes for him. He's a backup center. All those other guys that I just mentioned from Hassan Whiteside's injury would be getting more playing time, albeit against a terrible defense and opponent, tough matchup. So as I do this on a Saturday, you can see right now we only have uh, four um, out of the seven games. Or I think it's only yeah four out of the seven games in terms of team totals that we're waiting on today pretty rough and one of these games is the the showdown slate um i think there's a showdown slate up top so let me just uh, separate that uh if you're watching the video version with a little bit of a black line for you and there you go now you have the showdown slate separated out i'm not going to cover the showdown slate i just don't want to cover a showdown slate for basketball the only way i'll play showdown basketball slates, especially on a saturday is if there's like late injury news so say late in this day um half hour before lock right because now they have to announce them by then and this is just a a game theory thing for you and i did this a couple times last year and i won i only played like three nba showdown slates especially on like the afternoons i think they were all on afternoons and it was the early slates and this one is at 5 p.m so it's not like an afternoon slate if you're on the west coast it is for a 2 p.m slate mountain time what is it 3 p.m there so like say i don't know um sga or chris paul gets ruled out for rest like 30 minutes before the game start probably more so would be chris paul A lot of people are—there's probably going to be like 30% of the field that has Chris Paul in their lineup. So just don't play Chris Paul and play a ton of lineups, and you're going to profit. You're just going to profit because a third of the field is already losing. And last year, there was a time where Giannis got ruled out and Chris Middleton got ruled out in a Bucks hawks game that went to overtime— and they got ruled out like 30 minutes before lock. They rested like all their players, and Eric Bledsoe was um, not starting. And they said that he might get time, and he never did. So if you just didn't play those three players, they were all owned at like a 30 to 40 plus percent clip. If you just don't play any of them, you literally win. Like there's there's so many lineups that are just drawn dead. So that's a theory for you. Just keep an eye on New Orleans and OKC. If there's any like late injury news at like 4:30 p.m. East Coast time, you should be jumping into more. Even if it's just qualifiers on the cheap end, but jump into more showdowns and just don't play that player. You're automatically beating probably like 30 plus percent of the field because people aren't going to be checking their lineups so when they're busy on a Saturday at like 5 p.m. So now getting into the main slate. It's really tough to break down the slate from a target offense perspective. If you if you have Patreon, I will get this sheet updated to you with the projections probably sometime around 1 or 2 p.m. today after I do the NFL strategy show. Uh, with today, Nolan uh, Kelly over on Osmo at 11, P, uh, 11 a.m. East Coast time on their YouTube channel. You can check that out if you want to support me over there. But it's really hard to break the slate down with no overall totals. Like right now, we're only dealing with three out of seven of these totals on the main slate. And the highest one is going to be Washington with a 113.75. And we'll talk about Washington, but an 8 p.m. start against Minnesota. Again, no Carl Anthony Towns. This Minnesota team just runs through Carl Anthony Towns. So Washington, yes, I do like Thomas Bryant, who's been consistently playing 30 plus minutes. And now he has probably not. It won't end up as the highest team total on the slate. I imagine Brooklyn might get higher than them. Toronto and Milwaukee are probably going to be higher than them. But that's probably it because Golden State versus Charlotte, that might be one of the worst games you see all year. When I talk about Golden State having one of the worst starting fives, Charlotte's up there and then in terms of like top three or four worst starting fives in the entire league, if not number two. Um, so that's going to be just an absolutely disgusting game. Teams are playing at a fast pace, but still. So, um, yeah, I like Washington players here. I mean, you can get the Bradley Beal if you want against Minnesota. They are only two-point favorites, which just speaks to, without Carl Anthony Towns, Washington's a two-point favorite uh, against Minnesota, which just speaks to how bad Washington really is. Uh, I like Thomas Bryant. I like Bradley Beal. You can get to those players if you want. On the Minnesota side, Yeah, players who are going to be stepping in. If Jordan Poole starts, I'll get some Jordan Poole. I really want Noah Vonley, though. If Noah Vonley starts, he'll be getting a lot of minutes. He's right now the primary backup at the five. And we saw No Vonley, whenever he had extended run last year with the Knicks, he's able to shoot really from anywhere in the court with having a, a decent um, percentage and decent shot. He'll get to the free throw line. He'll pick up rebounds. If he just has a game where he sees twenty five plus minutes, especially at his current price point on both fantasy draft and DraftKings, he should absolutely smash that. So no Vonley stands out as a nice value. If you're looking at Detroit and Brooklyn, Drummond's ten one on the slate on a back to back. Um it's just an absolutely smash spot against Brooklyn. They're giving up the most fantasy points once again to the um or top fantasy points once again to the position as well as new orleans is as well but on this seven game slate it's the most 62.75 throughout an entire game fantasy points to the position there's some other really bad teams on the slate like phoenix gives up points to that uh, position milwaukee continues to do it with brooke lopez and robin lopez as your primary centers not the greatest of defense um you're going to get um andre Drummond against guys like jared allen and uh DeAndre Jordan off the bench who's just right now just a body and a name and he's really not too much of a defender and he's really not too much of anything right now for Brooklyn uh, if anything he's probably just the the teaching uh, and really just a teacher for Jared Allen because man he has not been competing all that much for really anything and then you have Torian Prince down there it's a really good spot for DeAndre Jordan who continues to play without Blake uh, Griffin in Orlando and Denver look Denver and Jokic yes he's put on weight he has not looked good but also if you look into his game logs and really where his minutes are on popcorn machine Two games, he gets into foul trouble. So you can chalk those up. He just didn't see his full run. And then the last game, he just only plays two minutes in the fourth quarter because he picks up two fouls in the fourth quarter really quick. He comes out, and then they get blown out. So he just doesn't come back in. He he checks in the fourth quarter about three minutes in, picks up two fouls in about a minute and a half, checks out, does not play the final like seven minutes or so, um, seven and a half, eight minutes. So Nikola Jokic surely has not been performing well. And on this slate, I don't want to pay top dollar for him. But moving forward, like if his price point drops on a big 10-game slate or so, uh, because he's been struggling... Yes, he's put on weight, but I think he's completely fine. Like we're looking at a small sample of five or six games for Nikola Jokic in which three of them he didn't get his full allotment lot minutes and minutes because of blowouts and or foul trouble. So I don't want to jump the gun on Nikola Jokic. We even saw last year he took a while to kind of get into mid-season form the orlando side against denver there's really not much that stands out vooch at his price point in this type of a slate i don't need to get there on a slate where center there's a ton of value we already talked about Noel vonley and those guys down there you can take your stabs which i really probably won't on the golden state guys um, lots of value on the slate at center and then paying up it's just Drummond for my for me in my opinion I really don't want to get to Vuc in a matchup against um, just the the towers of Millsap, Plumlee, and Jokic on defense. Not a lot stands out on Orlando. You're still going to get a decent price on a a guy like Aaron Gordon on both of these sites, DraftKings and Fantasy Draft. But $6,000, his price point is still at a spot where um, you need him to have just a decent shooting and he pays that off. Milwaukee and Toronto is the interesting spot. Uh, back-to-back nights at Giannis just has brutal matchups. He gets Orlando yesterday. Now he's on a back-to-back against Toronto. These are two of the bottom five teams in the league giving up points in the paint. Giannis has led that category for like three years straight. It's not a spot that I really want to get to. And on the opposite side, the main guys that you usually want to get to for Toronto are guys like Pascal Siakam. Fred Van, Leet, Fred Van Leet and Kyle Lowry. Well, Kyle Lowry's priced up. I think he's $8,200 now on DraftKings Fantasy Draft. He's in similar ranges. He's priced up to the point where he has a difficult matchup now against this Milwaukee defense. Without a doubt, Pascal Siakam does. He's going to be facing one of the best defenders in the league in Giannis, so that's not great. And then you have Fred Van Vliet, who probably yet gets the easier of matchups because there's no more Danny Green defending shooting guards on Toronto. He's now with the Lakers. So Fred Van Vliet stands out, but his price point is also coming up to the point where he has to get you a 32 to 35 point fantasy performance to hit you there. And you know, he's picking up a bunch of Peripheral, so he can get you there so the guy from Toronto that probably stands out the most is Fred Van Leet that being said it's not a lot like this game just has a ton of good defenders both teams are on a back-to-back we saw Eric Bledsoe last night finally break free we have yet to see really Chris Middleton break free all that much If I had to pick a guy on Milwaukee that I like there's really not much like I don't I don't even want to say Giannis because this is a brutal matchup to pay up for him in but if he's going to go low owned it's Giannis if his ownership is at normal spots where it usually should be on a seven game slate like the 20% range or so, I think it's Middleton for me there. But again, not much conviction around that. On the Toronto side, it would be Fred Van Vliet, but not much conviction around that. Um, not going to break down every single one of these at a high level because we'll go into the early interest right now. But again, if you want to get the full target offense sheet, once all the Vegas odds are up with my projections, get that over on, on Patreon linked up down below, as well as if you want to join the Listener League for Fantasy Draft. Again, that is going to be linked up down below. We're only going to max it out at 24, 25 spots, but, but technically 24 because I'm going to be entering it. And then it'll be a low dollar buy in So everybody has a chance to get in. I think $5 is a fair point. And then depending on how competitive it gets in terms of if it fills in like a couple of hours, which I think it might. So be sure to check it out. And it probably will. Uh, if it fills in like a couple of hours, well, then you can go down um, and we will make that bigger. Maybe we can get it up to at some point this season. I mean, there's like 5,000 people watching this and listening on the podcast, like 1,000 so far right now. We can maybe get it up to like 100 or so. I think we can. So yeah, check it out. You get in that, helps me out, helps all of us grow. Um, so cool. Um, early interest right now. It's factored by price, I believe. Yeah, so early interest right now. Andre Drummond at ten one. I just love it against Brooklyn. Look, I mean, they're the worst defending center team on the slate. They're bottom five in the league as of right now, once again. I mean, what's stopping Andre Drummond? Not Terry and Prince, not Jared Allen, not DeAndre Jordan. It's only really his own foul trouble. We have seen Andre Drummond twice this year where he has not had his quote unquote, ceiling type games, pick up two fouls in the first two or three minutes of the game. I don't think Tarion Prince or Jared Allen is going to draw those fouls So on him. So again, it's really hard to predict foul trouble, but 17600 is a steep price point in fantasy draft. Fantasy draft though, if you have not played on there for NBA, fantastic format. You literally have to put three guards in, no shooting guards, just three guards, three power forwards and centers, and then two flexes. I would just put five centers slash power forwards in every single time if you can afford them right they're going to be priced up for that but fantasy draft you just get two utilities three power forward slash centers and three guards you don't have to worry about squeezing in a shooting guard small forward you can just put three point guards and then three centers, and then your utility spots should probably go towards power forwards and centers. And that's how you get the best game theory. Not enough people are going to do that. And that is why you should probably be playing over there because uh, all the donkeys over there in, in cash games are going to be putting shooting guards into their utility spots and into their guard spots and just lose so much upside. Devin Booker at 8,300 against Memphis. Point guard and shooting guard eligibility really helps. His price point is just too low. I mean, $8,300 for a guy who consistently, I mean, averaging. 40.4 DPK points per game. He's pretty much priced at his median right now. And he's going to get a matchup against rookie John Morant. I like that. Thomas Bryant, I really like. 13,800 on Fantasy Draft. 7,200 on DraftKings. He's only 7,200. and gets to go up against potentially just Noah Vonley, Robert Covington, and Anthony. Or Noah Vonley, um Robert Covington, <clears throat> and... Um, Jordan Bell at center tonight. He's been a rebounding machine. Uh, Right now, he's pretty much priced at his median as well. Um, Right around there, he's been playing about... He's actually priced below his median, averaging 38 fantasy points per game right now. He's priced at 7,200. That's a really good spot for Thomas Bryant. I like both Tobias Harris and Al Horford. Um, If I had to pick one, I'd probably lean Horford because he'll probably see a lot more minutes at the center tonight. I imagine Matisse-Thye starts there, but Horford will be um, just... It's not going to be a traditional. You just stay at your four. Horford will probably be moving into the five. But I like both of those guys. The thing that I like about Tobias Harris is he'll probably play a good amount of four minutes tonight when Horford is playing the five or they're not on the court at the same time. And you can roster him as a small forward on both of these sites. Terry Rozier's price point spikes up after a good game to 6,900. And that worries me. He's $13,000 on Fantasy Draft, 6,900 on DraftKings. I have a yellow on him if you're listening on the audio version. You can see that if you're watching on the video. That does worry me because, look, he's been terrible outside of like one and a half games this season, but now he gets Golden State. So, I mean, that's the asterisk of it. Like, you're paying a steep and inflated price point for Terry Rozier, and a lot of these guys um, on Charlotte today are priced up for really the reasons of you're playing Golden State. Devontae Graham, you can get to, too, if you want. I don't have him on this list, but I think he's a decent option to bounce back here after a couple of bad games in a row. Um, Cody Zeller's up next, 6,400. Look, center is loaded. He finds himself in a weird range right next to the next guy on this list in the mid 6K range. I don't know if I prioritize Cody Zeller today, but again, on a site like Fantasy Draft, where you can fit in five centers, he is 12,700, and that's a very good price point. Jonas Valanchunas is in yellow. His minutes continue to come up. He's been on this, the artificial 20 minute limit, and he plays 23 minutes in the last game. Now he gets Phoenix, where he'll face Aaron Baines and Frank Kaminsky. If you tell me that Joe Val is going to see 23, I don't even need the minutes to go back up to 25. 23 minutes at 12,500 on fantasy draft and 6,500 on DraftKings, that's just a smash spot for me. The problem is he can play 18 minutes tonight and just still get you there, but really ruin your lineups. If Joe Val's minutes continue to go up and he plays 25 tonight, that is the best play in the slate. DraftKings, $12,500 fantasy draft for Joe Val. If he plays 25 minutes, if you told me that tonight, is the best play um, probably on the entire slate. he plays 18, not so much. If he plays 23, it's close to that, but it's tough. So his minutes are the issue. That's why he's in yellow. Rui Hetch Maria is at 6,200. I think I prefer Cody Zeller here, Um, but Hetch Maria has been very solid, but now I believe he's priced up to pretty much what he's been doing. He's been averaging right around 30 fantasy points per game, and his variance on that hasn't changed all that much. It's spot on, like 29 or 30 points a game. So he's on here. Um, He's not a priority though. Derek Rose at 5,900 is in yellow. His price point continues to come up. He has a very good matchup now against Brooklyn, where they're going to just push push the pace here. It's going to be a big bump up spot. There's still no more um, Reggie Jackson as he deals with his back injury. Derrick Rose, look, the price is coming up, but not all that much. Like he should probably be 62, 6,300. And then you really can't get to him But at a 59. I think you can still get to him eleven six on fantasy draft. Jeff Teague's 5,900. He should see a overall usage boost without Carl Anthony Towns. You just have to take more shot attempts the issue is his assist rate probably comes down as the Noah Vonley, Jordan Bell pairing and Robert Covington and not Carl Anthony Towns is going to just lead to less overall efficiency and makes um, an easier basket. So that's the downside there between Derrick Rose and Teague. I do prefer Derrick Rose. He just has a much higher ceiling. Teague, you're going to see is a hundred dollar discount on fantasy draft. So if you did want to play Teague, I think fantasy draft is the place to do it over Rose, um, but it's really not that much of a difference. Robert Covington is $5,400 on DraftKings, and he's eleven five 5 or he's 10-4, actually, over on Fantasy Draft. That 10-4 tag is very good. I mean, it's only $200 more in Jay Crowder, which is a much better matchup for Covington, especially with no um, Towns next to him. So Covington's fine on both sides. Crowder, especially if you get Brandon Clark out, he's questionable right now at a back injury. He would get more minutes and just stabilize right around 30 at $5,200 on DraftKings. Again, I prefer Robert Covington, but you can put And you could put Robin Covington into your small forward spot, which helps you. So I prefer Covington in that range. Uh, Now you get to the Golden State guys who I really don't want much of. They're both in yellow. Glenn Robinson, the third, he's in yellow. I like him more if you see him starting at like the four tonight, or he should just get in theory more minutes at the four if Draymond Green is out. $4,400, though, he's priced up to a point where he has to get you like around 25 points uh, on DraftKings to smash for you. He's ninety. $100 $100 on fantasy draft. Uh, it's just really tough for me to want to get there. Eric Pascal, also $9,100 on fantasy draft. He's 4600 If he starts at the four and there's no Draymond, I can confidently think that Eric Pascal sees somewhere around 25 plus minutes, probably closer to 30 with all of those being at really the the four playing um, traditional power forward or potentially some at the five. He would be the guy on Golden State that would get to the most in this matchup if indeed Draymond Green is out. Finishing up with Noah Vonley, he's $4,200. If Noah Vonley ends up starting for Minnesota, he's a great play at $4,200. that you could slide into a power forward spot on DraftKings, he's only $8,600 on Fantasy Draft. Just a great spot. Fantasy Draft priced him up a little bit more on this one, but not that much. Markeith Morris is $4,100. Again, another good play against the Brooklyn Nets. It's just a fantastic spot for not only centers, but power, power forwards and bigs in general. Markeith Morris is just $8,000. If you see Jordan Bell starting tonight for Minnesota, I think I would go to Jordan Bell instead. Um, their minutes I, I prefer, or I'd imagine you get more minutes out of Vonley. He's just more versatile. He can pick up four minutes as well. Well, that's where I'm at. So before you do leave, I'll put this back on the injury dashboard and you can check it out right here. Uh, if you're listening on the audio version, you can leave this with a five-star rate interview. It really does help me out and you will be entered into a chance to win um, in fantasy draft ticket for the main event. You can also join the listener league down below. Um, which is going to be through Fantasy Draft. It'll be about 25 people for today. So if it fills up really quickly, we'll make it bigger. Um, And then also you can see my exclusive content linked up down below on Patreon. NBA projections usually come out in the afternoon, the first run of them, probably around one or two today, PM East Coast time. Social media is linked up down below. Really appreciate every single person checking me out today. Thank you so much. Hopefully you have a great rest of your day and your Saturday. My name is Sal. Hit the subscribe button before you leave.